Hello, and welcome to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. Not just for Louisiana, but for the entire northern Gulf Coast. And now, introducing your host, Alan DeRitter. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. We always start off our show with a prayer. And Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. To God, in this Easter season, thank you uh, for all your blessings and uh, for saving us and, uh, and giving us this wonderful sport of soccer. I thank you that uh, COVID has not gotten in the way of our playing the game, and I pray that it continues to uh, be eradicated so we can go back to life the way we used to live it, uh, but hopefully better. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. All right, everybody, uh, I don't know about you, but there are some good practices I'm going to keep from um, from my experience with COVID. And, of course, there's some things that I can't wait to say goodbye to. Uh, um, and I'm sure you have your own list as well. Anyway, I'm Coach Alan DeRitter. I'm the head soccer coach at Dulles and also for Soccer Innovations of America, our soccer club. And uh, on today's show, we're going to have some fun, uh, the LHS CA, Louisiana High School Soccer Coaches Association, has come out with their all-state selections. And uh, it's an interesting mix of young players along with seniors. And the coaches of the year as well uh, are kind of interesting because it wasn't like uh, many times before where if you win the state championship, you automatically get the coach of the year award. Um, so we're going to go over those things with you. Uh, on our next couple of segments. Um, but I want to start out thanking our new sponsor, the Olive Ranch. Uh, they have two locations on the West Bank, one in Marrero, one in Algiers, and it's definitely worth the drive to the West Bank. Now, many of you don't live on the West Bank to listen to this show. What is it? It's it's a place with fresh Italian food. My wife loves their citrus salad with shrimp. I love their breadsticks. I can't even describe them online. Uh, they're just so cheesy. Uh, um, and, and the spaghetti and meatballs. Of course, any pizza you order can be made to order um, that, that uh, pleases you. And there's many different kinds of crusts and styles and variations that they suggest as well. And they also cater. So we really are thankful Olive Branch has uh, come on board. Uh, again, you can go to the Marrero location. If you live in a matter, you just pop over uh, the uh, Huey P. Long and go to 1995 Barataria in Marrero. Or you could do what I do. I go to the one on General de Gaulle, get on the Crescent City Connection. And I, two minutes away from the middle of the bridge, you're going to be there at 5145 General de Gaulle Avenue. And man, again, it is definitely worth the trip. All right. If you haven't noticed, I haven't been on the air for a while, and uh, uh, I'm sorry about that, um, but I felt like the people um, who were covering, the media covering Louisiana soccer was doing a pretty good job at the time. Of course, right after the state championships, you know, there's a lot of people um, clamoring and trying to get press and all, but uh, my job is to really give press where there is none, and uh and now it's starting to wane, uh, minus a few outlets. 
Um, and I also felt like, too, I did an extensive amount of uh, coverage on the state finals, which you can find on our Facebook page at Monday Night Football, M-N-F-U-T-B-O-L. And uh, and you can you can access all of those uh, past episodes, too. I did a three months worth in one week. Also, the main reason, though, is that I'm the director of coaching and president of Soccer Innovations of America. And y'all, look, if you play for a club, you need to buy flowers or I would, I would buy pizza um, for your administrator for your club because it is so difficult to do the paperwork for tournaments. Uh, the way everything is being done right now in Louisiana is there are two systems that are separate from each other but have, but are linked to each other. One, Sync Sports, who does a really good job of um, – of of accessing and and uh, admitting your team, so you don't have to be stuck at the registration tables at the beginning of a tournament. Uh, but unfortunately, you spend hours on the computer just trying to make sure that all of your eyes are dotted and T's are crossed. But then to have your eyes dotted and T's crossed, you have to go to God Soccer and and navigate this maze of tabs. And it's not so much. It's hard to do. I, I know y'all are going to think, well, what's so hard about putting a name, an address, a phone number, or an a birth date? Uh, it's just not that simple. Uh, where you enter it, how you enter it, when you enter it. Uh, you enter it at the wrong time. You lock your you lock your roster, and then you got to call Baton Rouge to get it unlocked. And and uh, most administrators uh, they're really good at this, and they take classes on it. Like when we're going to take coaching education, you know they're getting they're they're sitting down getting tutorials on how to navigate this this uh, jungle called COD soccer. Now we got a new COD soccer coming out, and of course, um, as Tucker uh, said uh, to me in an email. I, I'm as soon now as I don't think I have mastered it. I'm calling Valerie tomorrow. And by the way, uh, she can use two pizzas. Valerie at LSA. Um, I constantly have to just lean on her as to what to do uh, to get my players um, dropped or added or uh, to get my roster legitimate. And um, it's so, so tedious. But for her, it's just second nature because it's her full time job. Now, most of the big clubs, they have administrators that that's their focus, period. Uh, clubs like mine, uh, we, we don't want to have that luxury, you know? And I can't expect uh, a person to go sit through hours of training and and do all this work for nothing, okay? Uh, it's, it's a, I don't think a tuition exchange is enough money uh, for the amount of work that, that has to be done, okay? Uh, uh, anyway... Um, I do think it's an obstacle. I think it's an unwarranted obstacle. I really am hoping that God Soccer and Sync Sports finds an easier way to do all of this next year uh, as my hope and my prayer. Um, I hadn't done it in years because I had an administrator, and she moved on. And uh, wow, uh, <laughs> that's all I can say is wow, okay? <laughs> uh, anyway, um we have the state tournaments uh, um, that we just finished, and now Open Cup's coming up. And there's a lot of stuff I would like to go over about, um, and put my focus on club soccer next week. But this week, though, we're going to kind of finalize the high school season and put it to bed with our all-state teams. And uh, so, look, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, I'm going to get right to work uh, uh, 
going over all these selections on Monday Night Football. You voice for youth soccer. We'll see you after the break. At the Olive Branch Cafe, only the freshest ingredients go into everything we serve. Our dough is prepared daily, and now the West Bank's best-tasting pizza is delivered 10.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. seven days a week. The Olive Branch Cafe, Marrero and Algiers. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. All right, let's dive right into it. The All-State selections for uh, the girls. Um, First and foremost, I want to just tell everybody who didn't make the list, okay? Um, These lists are are just uh, kind of like a a guidepost, I guess, just to uh, say who the coaches thought were the better players. Uh, and is it accurate? Is as accurate as something you vote on can be, you know? Um, that's what I like about a championship. Uh, we play for the championship, and there's no doubt who is the champion as opposed to, you know, uh, having to have polls and that kind of business. But uh, uh, no doubt about it, I coached the All-Star game. All of these girls and all of these guys that we're going to be mentioning deserve to be on it, and definitely somebody's going to get left off, okay? Especially uh, at in the lower levels. There's got to be uh, players who are worth being on this list and coaches who, who really, uh, in many cases, were the coaches of the year, but they were kind of overlooked because they're building programs from the ground up and whatnot. And uh, uh, I see you out there. Uh, the coaches see you out there. And uh, what I was refreshed with with this list was that, uh, again, winning state wasn't a, a rubber stamp that you'd get coach of the year. And Division One girls, that was the case. Al Silvis got coach of the year, uh, keeping his girls number one power ranking throughout the season. And what a tremendous year that they had. What a wonderful state championship game that he and uh, Coach Petru uh, threw at us. Uh, very, very, very entertaining uh, everything you'd expect from a Dominican Mount Carmel game. Uh, the girls gave everything that they had. Mount Carmel, of course, went on top and uh, uh, and won the game one to nothing. But uh, it was one of those games where you just couldn't help but be impressed with both teams. Uh, only one team can win the championship, you know, and that's just the ugliness of sport. But uh, I saw a lot of the good of sport um, in that final. Anyhow, the, uh, so Coach Silvis, uh, f- frequent flyer here on this show. Congratulations. Uh, the, Mount, the defensive most valuable player was Mount Carmel's Janie Seeger. Uh, and, uh, and the person that she was usually uh, charted to shut down was the offensive most valuable player, Kelsey Major. All right? C.E. Bird put uh, Mia Leverman and Kiana Rohrbach uh, into the list. Dominican put also put Carolyn, uh, I mean, excuse me, Caroline Blyce. I'm going to bro- butcher these names. I apologize, y'all. Uh, Dutchtown put Riley Hickok. Uh, Mandeville put uh, Caroline Arker. Jalasha Julian and Maggie Sides. Uh, Mount Carmel put Brooke Javier. Emma Roberts also to the list. Um, and uh, Chloe Burst, a freshman. Rachel Cretini. Cret- 
Martini from St. Amant made it, Emma Allen from St. Joseph's made it, and Hallie Waterhouse from St. Scholastica also made the list. In Division Two, um, the coach of the year was Wes Leak and uh, from Lakeshore High School, uh, a guy who's been on our show quite a bit. And uh, his girls really play uh, extremely good soccer. I'll just put it that way. And uh, and they they fell short four to two against a tremendous uh, St. Thomas More team. And I don't think that was anything to be uh, ashamed of. And it was really kind of nice to see that uh, that Lakeshore was kind of rewarded with him being named the coach of the year um, uh, in exchange for, for the kind of year that they had. Not saying that Daniel wouldn't have been a good coach of the year too, you know. You can only pick one coach of the year, you know. But uh, the way it worked was uh, Riley LeBlanc and St. Thomas Moore was the most valuable defensive player. Um, Megan Getty, so Lakeshore, was the most valuable offensive player. And Boshan uh, put on put uh, Emma Dupuy on the on the list. Ben Franklin put Ella Marsh and Isabella Lopez on. Cattle Magnet had Madison Ursoff. Uh, Lakeshore also added on Madison Spann. Neville had Lauren Graham. St. Thomas More had Riley LeBlanc. Avery uh, Corsair, Reagan Latchelet, and Mary Ainsley Alec. Okay, and Vanderbilt put Sarah Boudreaux, Madison Richaud, and Morgan Haydell on the team. Uh, I want to compliment the coaches on Division II uh, for having such a diverse team, too. That, that's really good. In Division Three, okay, uh, the winner got the carrot. Uh, Melissa Ramsey from University Lab. Uh, got the Coach of the Year award, and uh, her team was a was very very strong team. Okay, uh, Lily Mittendorf uh, was the defensive most valuable player of University Lab, and to say that she's the um, defensive most valuable player is saying a lot because their whole team played great team defense. Uh, Maggie Dennison from St. Michael got the Offensive Most Valuable Player Award. Um, and the rest of the uh, the squad looks like this. Allie Kyle from DeBritter, no relation to me. Uh, Jacqueline Robichaud and Carly Toops from E.D. White. Faith Davis and Hope Davis from Loyola. Uh, the team that tried to beat, boy, did they give uh, University a good game, a good match. Okay, um, Sydney Charles from Parkview Baptist along with Chelsea Holden. Sarah Upshaw from St. Louis, Maddie Lawhon from Sterlington, and uh, University also put London Ladner on the team. So congratulations to those girls. Okay, and, and finally to wrap up Division Four, uh, the uh, Coach of the Year is Raquel Bueno, uh, who who really has put Academy of Sacred Heart back in the forefront of uh, of Division Four soccer. And of course, Newman won the state championship, uh, but it was a game uh, that uh, I thought Sacred Heart really decided to show that they are back in town to wear a 10 seed. And to bring a 10 seed to the state finals is no easy task, okay? Uh, um, and so I think uh, well-deserved getting the coach of the year because they had to go beat Catholic New Iberia on the road. They beat Homer Christian, uh, two to one, and uh, and Covenant Christian, a really strong team. I played them this year, very very physical, and uh, and so what a year for them. The uh, defensive most valuable player was Camille Blanchard, 
and uh, from Ascension Episcopal. So hats off to Ascension Episcopal. And Olivia Magui from Academy, Academy of Sacred Heart uh, got the MVP offense, okay? Also from Sacred Heart is Catherine Benara and Cece Johnson. Uh, Anna Broussard from Catholic New Iberia made it. Elise Ford from Dunham. Annalie Bruiser, I think that's her name, is from Episcopal Baton Rouge. Uh, Home of Christian put Emily Bouquet and Briley Taylor on the team. Newman had Ella Eloise, Tori Thomas, Kate Drury, and Allie Nowak uh, on the team. Sydney Cardwell from North Lake Christian made it, and True Chambliss from Washita Christian rounded out the first team for all state. Okay, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to go over the boys on Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. We'll see you after the break. All right, everybody, welcome back to Monday Night Football. Now let's uh, cover the boys' All-State selections, okay? Um, Coach of the year was J.B. Brunet from Catholic of Baton Rouge, and uh, they finally gave us a, a non-Jesuit St. Paul's state champion, okay, uh, for the first time in a long, long time. And uh, our from the old days, and Catholic used to be a stalwart in the 80s and the early 90s, and to see them back... Uh, on top, it was a, a good thing, especially I would imagine for everybody in Baton Rouge. I noticed I played in a Baton Rouge tournament a couple weeks after, and a lot of people were, were uh, you know, kind of proud of, of, of a lot of their, most of their, you know, the players of uh, Episcopal and um, Catholic, I'm sure, play Baton Rouge Soccer Club and uh, our association, however you want to call it. And uh, anyhow, there was a lot of swagger over there in Baton Rouge um, and well-deserved. Okay, um, from Catholic Baton Rouge, they put four people on. Blake Cook, Alex Leonard, Lane Poche, and Rhett DeBelieu, Belou, I guess this is, uh, made it. And uh, Rhett is a sophomore. To, for a sophomore to make it, um, uh, the first team is uh, in, in Division One. that's pretty good. Um, Denham Springs. Uh, Brennan Amato and Al Alex, Axel, excuse me, Argarcia, uh, who is also the most valuable player on offense. Uh, this guy is just an amazing player, and he's got another year to shine. Um, um, and maybe next year will be Donald Springs' year. Um, Dutchtown put on senior David Hopkins. Jesuit put on Trevor Reichman and Christopher Schmidt. Uh, Southside High School, new kid on the block, okay, already has an All-Stater, uh, Peyton Foreman, who's a junior. Uh, St. Amant put in Tyler Bridgewater and Ulrich Gaffney. And St. Paul's put Nate Oppide, who is the defensive most valuable player, and Caleb Nicotori, uh, uh, if, if I'm mispronouncing your name, I'm sorry, uh, but he put them on the first team as well. Very, very good year this year in Division One. In Division Two, uh, Brian George from Benton got coach of the year. Uh, what a year they had and what a journey they had to get there. Uh, you know, I think I think going against a Holy Cross team, a number one seed, it was kind of a, a, a tough, a tough uh, way to end it. But um, 
they totally, totally uh, took an upstart team, East Jefferson, after East Jefferson beat St. Thomas Moore and uh and and beat East Jefferson four to one. Okay. Um so uh Benton had had no easy ride. They beat Shaw three to one, who's really got uh, uh Shaw's got a really good offensive player and uh they beat Cato Magnet two to nothing. So again, anyway, my hat's off to Benton for having a good year and Brian George. Now let's see if uh you can keep Benton up in the forefront. All right. Um our uh most valuable players were both from Holy Cross. Camden Carroll uh, was the defensive most valuable player, and Ryan Jeanfro was the offensive most valuable player. And um, the rest of the uh, the roster goes as follows. Bo Shin put Devin Ozan, okay, uh, Ben Franklin, uh, Zach Zemmels, uh, Benton, Ben Poole, Bonneville, Sebastian Ramos, and Andre Santos, Cattle Magnet put Gus Demarath. East Jefferson put Chris Paz and Jeffrey Noriega. Um, Holy Cross also added um, Carlos Castellanos, if I'm uh, pronouncing that right, and uh, Ethan Carney uh, to the team. And uh, Dylan Allred from St. Thomas More, along with Jacob Kalia. And uh, Terrebonne put on Lucas Van Gui, um, who I got a chance to play last year. Really good, a really good player. In Division Three, uh, Ben Barcelona, one of the gentlemen of the game, I think, right now, uh, got Coach of the Year from Lusher. You know, put together a, just a dream season. And two of his players, who had a lot to do with it, wound up on top. Jordan Schumacher, um, uh, was the goalie. Uh, got a chance to coach his sister. And uh, anyhow, uh, what an amazing goalie, and he's going to be playing next year. And Alexander Blanche uh, was the offensive most valuable player. So uh, uh, Lusher having a great season. Really a lot of these teams in Division Three. Division Three was a tough division. Um, and uh, Edie White and, and Lusher playing in the finals, although they were district opponents. Uh, that just speaks to the toughness of that district as well. Uh, junior Ethan Lee from Edie White uh, made it. Loyola sent August Drummond and Bruno Palmieri and Caleb Rosenblath. All right. Lusher had um, had Adrian Creek also added to that. Boy, is he a player. All right. North Vermillion had Dane Cisak. Parkview Baptist had Darian Nariano. Uh, Pearl River had Andres Alvarado. Uh, David Thibodeau put Max Prescrita. Uh, University put Ryder Holcomb and Liam Moran. And Vanderbilt put Brian Gramejo. Okay, so uh, that's your list for Division Three And Division Four. Coach of the Year, uh, uh, you couldn't have asked for a better guy to win it. Of course, that's Danny Claver, who's uh, built this program, Saint, I mean, Pope John Paul II, to be a dominant program. I mean... Starting from scratch, uh, uh, the job that he's done over there, uh, and I think it's going to show its fruition, uh, if I'm pronouncing that word right, anyhow, in the next two to three years, because I don't see them dropping off. Okay, we'll see. But uh, I think Danny Claver's done a magnificent job of program building, not just taking a bunch of good kids and playing them. Okay? Uh, so congratulations, Coach Claver. Uh, Jacob Morales from Northlake Christian was the defensive most valuable player. Michael uh, 
Tim McHugh uh, from Pope John Paul II was the most offensive uh, uh, valuable player. And boy, can his shots, man, they are like strong. Anyway, Sammy Nichols uh, from Country Day made the team. Blake Romain from Dunham. Uh, Piscopal put from Baton Rouge put Brady Aras and Chidi Mugbau. Okay. Uh, Episcopal Acadiana put Christian Harpin and Adam Sabagian. Uh, Holy Savior Menard put William Thompson. Newman put Alex Freelander. North Lake Christian uh, added Will Murphy. And then Pope John Paul also had Nicholas Barone, Brennan Kum Kumaniski, and Lincoln Ortling. I wonder if there's any relation to the Ortlings that we know in Lake Charles uh, to the team. So that's it. If you really want to see everything, uh, Louisiana High School Soccer Coaches Association has their own Facebook page. And uh, I want to thank the coaches who are in charge of all of that, uh, who just showed um, tremendous uh, professionalism and how they got this list out, how they got this voted on in a fair fashion, uh, from Sean Esker to Coach Polk, uh, all of them over there, they did a great job. And, and it's a thankless job because, you know, you don't get paid a dime for doing all this extra work. It's a labor of love. And it's really, like we always say, it's about the kids, right? Uh, in this case, uh, these kids deserve to be to be honored. Uh, and, and, uh, and I congratulate all of them. Okay, one thing, uh, one final reflection I have about the state championship weekend. Uh, now it's all over a month ago, almost. Maybe more than that, huh? Um, over a month, rather. Uh, one of the one of my reflections, though, is really how many of the kids are not playing next year. How many of them are not going to play in the college ranks? Uh, it's it's just a sign to me, as a fifty eight year old, how much more we got to do. Um, I, I've been listening to Title Nine being batted around with all these new laws that are coming out. And I don't see Title IX loosening up anytime soon because of it. And so when it comes to the boys, the opportunities in the South are not there. When it comes to the girls, there's many opportunities, but the girls are opting to go and, uh, and go to college and not play. Uh, it, it's, it's, it really astounded me how many girls uh, chose not to play next year that were in the All-Star game. And, uh, I mean, I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, where the problem lies, I don't, I don't really know. Uh, but I do know that if we had a state all-star game for football, uh, most of those kids would be playing at the next level in the next season, you know? Um, so it's something I think we need to kind of investigate on this show and maybe have a discussion about as to what is the reasoning behind that. And now it's the off season, so we can kind of spend some time and do that. I'm also going to spend some time next week, like I promised, uh, we're going to talk about um, uh, all the LSA champions that we've now crowned uh, this year. The LSA season has been, uh, has been awesome. I've really, really enjoyed the tournaments we've been into so far. Sportsmanship has been really good. The refereeing's been good. The weather hasn't been the best, but we've been plowing through it. Uh, of course, this weekend, the HOMA tournament got rained out, which was a huge disappointment for all, all my kids, for sure. But uh, we still got more soccer to go. And, uh, and I appreciate the fact that we are playing soccer, so I'm not going to complain too loud. Okay, well, 
That's it. Uh, if you have any comments or questions, contact us at MNFUTBOL. That's on Twitter or Facebook, okay? Or you can get in touch with me the old-fashioned way at LA Prep Soccer. My username is Ritter. Okay, how's that for hiding behind a, a, a false badge? Anyway, uh, I thank you all for your uh for your support of this show. I want to thank Olive Branch again for supporting this show where it hurts financially, you know, and uh, and we hope to have many more shows in the future uh, to come to you. God bless you and your families. Carpe diem in Christ. And hopefully see you next week on Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. This is Coach Twitter wishing you all the best. Yeah.